0: Hey guys, I'm super excited to be with you on a topic today. I just want to talk to you briefly uh, in regards to the prophetic and dreams and visions and how God speaks in this dynamic way to his people. And I'm even going to believe for God to come upon you in a fresh new way uh, with this aspect of the Spirit of God speaking to you with dreams from God and visions from God, even prophetic pictures and asking that, that God opens our eyes to see uh, what he would say to us. You know, in Habakkuk chapter 2, the prophet Habakkuk, he was a seer, you know. And so in the prophetic, um, really the origin of the word prophet or prophecy and to prophesy, there's two main breakdowns. And one of the origins of the word means uh, to a prophetic of God's voice to bubble up, almost like you'd see a volcano just lava bubbling up out of the person. And so this is a very strong prophetic slant that maybe some of you uh, have experienced or are going to even more so, where you begin to just prophesy, and it's more of a word prophet of things bubbling up, and you may even lay hands on people and start to sense things by the Spirit of God coming. And then there's the other side of seeing, and what the Bible refers to as seers, and it's all with the visual realm, which is dreams, uh, visions, prophetic pictures, and it's a, a very uh, common way that God speaks to and through his people. You know, it's through sight, visual sight. Habakkuk chapter 2, Habakkuk says, I'll stand at my watchpost, wait upon the Lord, and I will see what the Lord will say to me. And it's like, Habakkuk, was that like a typo? You know, what do you, ta- what do you mean you'll see what God will say to you? Won't you hear? I mean, when people speak, you hear. But Habakkuk knew this mystery of seeing and God speaking through sight. And a real fun scientific study, actually, I did this some time ago, is that uh, people retain meaning and messages much more quickly, and it, it stays with them longer if it's seen versus heard or even read through, through common text. And it's beautiful how God, God designed us in that way because it's one of the most prominent ways he speaks is through the visual realm. You know, even the Bible says Jesus did only what he saw the Father doing. You know, he came up to Nathaniel and he says, Hey, Nathaniel, yeah, I saw you under the fig tree like days ago. He had already seen it in a vision. And this really freaked out Nathaniel. But often Jesus would just walk out what he had already seen in prayer, visions and dreams and. So it's a real dynamic aspect to to God and God speaking to and through his people. And the beautiful thing is it's for all of us, you know. The Bible says God's no respecter of persons, and so if it's in here, it's for you. That's how I believe, and that's how I read the Word of God. And so I just want us to believe for it and, you know, access all that God has made available to us. And so... You see this, one of the foundational verses for dreams and visions is Joel chapter 2, verse 28, where it says, God said, this is a prophecy from Joel, that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men dream dreams and young men see visions. And then he goes on to talk about signs and wonders in the heavens and the earth. But you see the Spirit of God being poured out upon all flesh. It doesn't say the Spirit of God coming upon just the prophets or just the people that are supposed to operate in the prophetic. The Spirit of God coming upon all flesh, and the byproduct of that is prophecy, dreams, and visions. And so we're going to believe for that for each and every one. And I want you to, even as I'm teaching you now and speaking about these things, just begin to receive from the Spirit of God right there in your homes. The Bible says, while Peter yet still spoke... The Holy Spirit fell upon the people. So even as I, as I speak, you know, you may not uh, have me laying hands on you physically, but receive from the Spirit of God. And so this began in Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit of God came on Pentecost, it began the prophecy of Joel. And you see dreams and visions all throughout Scripture on such a, such a profound way. You know, um, Solomon, for instance, the wisest man... To ever step foot in the earth, the Bible says. N- nobody before him or since has carried such wisdom. Well, how did Solomon receive this wisdom? If you read in the Bible, it came in a dream, which is so profound to think about. No, it wasn't some anointed meeting where some major man of God laid hands on him or some angel came to him. He went into a dream. First uh, C- uh, Kings chapter 3, verses 4 through 15, you can read it. It says, Solomon went into a dream and God asked him, what do you want? He asked for wisdom and it was given to him. And then if you read closely, it says, then Solomon woke up and realized it was but a dream. So that's another thing right out of the start you want to realize as God increases speaking to you and encountering you through your dream life that it's, it can be way more powerful than you think. He, he literally received impartation, the wisest man in, in the earth, through a dream he was sleeping and uh, a lot of times God will do this because in the dream state we can hear God clearer because our conscience or our soul is separate you know it's set apart and God can speak more clearly to us versus in the daytime sometimes we're very busy and our thoughts are going too fast and we kind of clutter up that clear uh, direct way of of God's voice coming to our spirit which can be seen in dreams Um, you then see in Acts chapter 10 verse 10 Peter is, again, visions and dreams and how God used them so powerfully in Scripture and still does today. He can literally transform your whole life with one dream or one vision and recommission you or anoint you and empower you like Solomon. Uh, Literally, everything can change. And I've had it happen in my own life time and time again through junctures of meeting with God through dreams and visions. And so Peter, Acts chapter 10, verse 10, it says he's sitting on the rooftop, hungry, and in prayer. And if you read further, the Bible says, he falls into a trance and then sees a vision. Well, a trance, uh, real quick, it's, it's kind of like a daydream. It's a state you go into to then see a vision. It's, it's where God can, can sep, you know, uh, separate your soul, which is your mind and your conscience, away from yourself for just a second to where you can see a vision. And this is what happened to, to Peter. And a few key nuggets in that is uh, we all know the vision where the sheep comes down with unclean animals three times. And God speaks to him and says, Eat, um, you know, eat uh, that which is unclean. And Peter's dialoguing with God in this uh, this vision. And uh, what's funny is to pay attention to in dreams and visions is the Bible went out of the way to mention that Peter was hungry and in prayer. And then isn't it ironic that the very vision he goes into is regarding eating and food. You see, often God will speak to you through dreams and visions in a parallel state of where you're at right there in your life. And, and that's why I think often we disregard things as thinking, oh, that wasn't from God or that was strange. And, and we just kind of shun these items and we don't steward and cherish them and really lean into the voice of God. But it can be that simple at times that you... You go into a visual state, and you're seeing something that you're really in. I mean, Peter's hungry, so God's like, let me speak to him about eating. But lo and behold, this vision was the very vision that allowed the Gentiles to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is profound. Us that are grafted in, that aren't Jews, the original children of God. You know, This one vision that Peter had literally opened up the whole realm of the Gentiles to be grafted in and receive the Holy Spirit. And so, again, I just want to highlight the importance of dreams and visions, and how critical they are, how pivotal they are, and how they can shift your destiny and whole life on one vision or one dream. But also, how it's very important on our end to steward what what God is saying. You know, um, you, you see in uh, Proverbs chapter twenty-five, verse two, the Bible says, "It's the glory of God." To, to conceal a matter, meaning he, he kind of likes to wrap things in presents. This is how God is. He'll, he'll conceal a matter and give it to you, almost like a present. And if you read further, it says it's the glory of kings, which are you and I, to then search it out. So he'll give you a gift, and it's his glory to conceal it, but it's your glory to open it up and search it out. And this is the stewardship that is so needed regarding dreams and visions. And... and You also need to know anything you steward regarding eternity, the presence of God, His voice, anything you steward and lean into and give attention to and focus and cherish and value, it will increase. No matter what it is, it will always increase. God will give you more. You know, if you don't steward it, it will start to diminish and go away. So these visions and dreams, this gift and impartation by the Holy Spirit will increase if you steward it as cr- servants of Christ, but also stewards of the mysteries of God. So we've got to become a people that really cherish God's voice. You know, say, God, speak to me. I want to I have more dreams and visions and see pictures and, and know your voice like Habakkuk's. I will wait to see what you'll say to me. And I, I want it to be my glory to search it out. I, I want these revealed so it, it will be mine forever and my children's. And so... Uh, you literally see that all throughout Scripture, that prophets and people that cherished the voice of God through dreams and visions—they really pondered and reflected and, and cherished God's voice. You know, uh, even in Acts chapter ten, that trance I was telling you about that Peter went into. It says, after the vision, he pondered as to what it might have meant, meaning he reflected upon the vision and he leaned in to wonder, Holy Spirit, what was it? He didn't just throw it off and think, that was weird. You know, that was strange. I was hungry and probably just saw that in my conscience. I'm convinced most often we think even dreams aren't from God when they are, and we disregard them. You know, I've seen it where people before will think, oh, I just ate too much pizza or whatever it is. And again, not that every dream's from God, but he's speaking more than you would think. And you'll begin to realize the more you steward God's voice, how much he does speak. God is always speaking. You know, one of the the misbeliefs or the deceptions that the enemy plants within the body of Christ is that, you know, God barely speaks. And even a religious spirit will say, well, you know, if you haven't heard God lately, uh, just do what he told you six months ago or a year. You're probably not fulfilling that real well if you haven't heard from him. That's, that's not the truth at all. It's, it's when we hone in and you know, our spiritual antennas go up, our receiver's, more sharp and we steward God's voice and begin to pay attention to the still small whisper of his voice and the dreams and visions and pictures that his voice really increases. And you'll begin to find out that you can't keep up with God's voice. He's a, a chatterbox, you know, a term we use, meaning he's just, he's always got something to say. He's always got purpose, movement with where he's going, life he's trying to impart, and, you know, I love to break that religious mentality off of, of people that think God doesn't uh, speak so often. And so you even see pondering and stewarding this. Daniel chapter 7, Daniel had a dream and he comes to the king. He's like, he's like oh, king, I had a dream and this is its record, meaning he wrote it down. He wrote down the dream. Um, Habakkuk 2, the Lord speaks to Habakkuk and he says, write down plainly upon tablets what I reveal to you. So it can be made plain. So that's one real key. If we want to receive dreams and visions from God, we've got to learn to steward his voice and really track the the voice of God within our life, you know. And uh, I recommend getting a journal. Uh, Often, even now with our mobile devices, you have notes and things you can take in your phone, whatever is easiest, but you want to really track what God's doing and when he's speaking and how and, and why. Um, even back in the Old Testament, remember when uh, the, the king had the dream under, in, in, uh Joseph is under, you know, uh, Pharaoh, and he has the dream of the, the seven cows that were skinny uh, or fat, and then the seven cows that were skinny ate them up. Well, we, we all know Joseph interpreted this to be seven years of plenty that you need to store up for the seven years of famine coming. Well, if he didn't record this dream as many of us have done before, I've been guilty of this many times, if you don't record what God's saying, it starts to become blurry and you begin to forget. You know, if you have a dream in the night, you wake up and let a few days go by, you start to wonder, like, hold on, was that five cows? You know, or maybe was that six cows? I'm not sure. And you have to realize when it's crucial like this regarding destiny, I mean, they could have missed the amount of years to save up, and it could have been really detrimental. And so logging the voice of God's really, really key. Um, I'd even encourage you, uh, the time you wake up out of dreams, God will often use this. And you see this in Scripture, where when God speaks or moves, the prophets always journal very specifically. And then when it's just everyday stuff that they're going through in life, through the Old Testament, they get general again. But when God moves or speaks... They get very precise and concise. You see in Daniel chapter 10 where Gabriel appears to Daniel and he goes into an encounter. And that's where Daniel starts to get very specific. You notice he goes, he says, you know, it was the first month, 24th day. He starts logging. He was down to the month, the exact day it happened. Then he says, I was by the bank of the Nile. This is Daniel chapter 10. So even where he was at, what he was doing, what time it was, what part of the day of the month, and then this vision unfolds and he has an encounter. And we've got to become this way because when God moves and speaks, there's always great purpose within it, where you're at, why he woke you up then out of that dream, the timing and and so many other uh, reasons. And so it's funny, I was in Bible college and had no idea about these whole the dimension of dreams and visions till I had a certain encounter. I don't think I have the time to go into it, but it was really profound um, of a season after Bible college. And before that, never had prophetic dreams. And I love to point that out because sometimes I think we feel you know, that we've got to carry the prophetic or be you know, called as a prophet, but that's not the case. Joel 2 says, all flesh shall receive the spirit, prophesy dreams and visions. And so I had this encounter after Bible college that then triggered everything. It opened it up, and maybe I'll share it on another time, but basically within days after this encounter, I go into a prophetic dream. And this is, again, realizing that God speaks through symbols and parables as well. So dreams are often prophetic, just like Peter envisions with the unclean animals and a sheet coming down three times. A lot of us want God to speak to us very directly, and he doesn't quite often, like, like, like I told you already, he loves to conceal things, so it's your glory to search it out. Jesus would even do this. Jesus would speak in parables to where if you're not hungry, you would miss it. You know, God's voice is so valuable, he wants to make sure you're hungry and will steward it and, and search it out. Uh, the Old Testament even says that God spoke to the prophets through parables and riddles. And again, a lot of us are just crying out like Peter, you know, he's wanting to hear from God. And you're kind of like, why didn't he just say the Gentiles can receive the Holy Spirit? But God speaks with a vision of a sheet and unclean animals coming down three times. This is just how God is. He hides things in gifts that you may search it out and it forever be yours. You know, and so I remember I went into a similar dream where a man in real life came up to me and he began to tell me he was going to be passing away soon in the future. And around this certain uh, time. And then right after he tells me this, he goes, you know, like in the book of Daniel and the number 45, you know, come out of the dream. I was like, that's strange. You know, I was like, that, Daniel's a small book. There's only 12 chapters. Like what's 45 got to do with it? And again, this applies to some of the searching things out. So he says, like in the book of Daniel and the number 45. So I begin to look and sure enough, there's only two chapters in all of the book of Daniel that have up to 45 verses. And so he tells me he's going to pass away. He tells me when, it, when it's going to happen. And he goes, you know, like in the book of Daniel, the number 45. And Daniel chapter 2, verse 45 says, uh, this dream is certain and it will come to pass. And then Daniel chapter 11, verse 45 says, his fate is near. Like he, he will die soon. And I was like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe this. And sure enough, he passed away in, in the near future. Uh, around the dream. And so I begin to learn, uh, and then I'd be in prayer and all of a sudden go into visions and foresee future events. And as I stewarded it, God's voice will increase. I'll start to show you small things, major things, worldwide events, whatever it may be. And um, just learning to lean into God and in, in interpreting His voice, and you'll begin to learn symbols and numbers and colors and what they mean. And it will really be a incredible dialogue with hearing the voice of God and growing in in knowing Him. Uh, And another last point I want to make is in seeing, there's also prophetic pictures. So this is very simple. It's just like you would see a picture. It's a still shot. So it's not a vision um, or a dream because those are normally mobile scenes in movement and visions, almost like a movie or a scene you're seeing play out. A prophetic picture is just that. It's a still shot that God will give you. And this is in Jeremiah chapter one, verses 11 through 12. God asked Jeremiah, he was also a seer prophet. He says, uh, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond branch. So it was just a picture of an almond branch. He didn't see an almond branch blowing in the wind. It wasn't a vision. He said, I see an almond branch. And God said, you've seen correctly. I'm watching over my word to perform it. So again, it's a prophetic image, it's a symbol, it's not literal, but it's symbolic, and almond branches, they sprout quickly, so the fruit of an almond sprouts very quickly, so God was meaning like, I'm about to fulfill my word fast and rapidly, and so I want to encourage you, even in prayer, just as you wait upon the Lord and just look to Jesus, the Bible says we set the Lord always before us. He'll begin to give you even pictures that can be words of knowledge for yourself, or for others, and it will really help you in life and make a lot less mistakes. I remember I was praying once for a dear couple of mine, uh, some friends, and all of a sudden I could see over this couple a, of those flying birds, those storks from cartoons that that deliver babies, you know, from the cartoon, flying over them to deliver a baby, and I came out of it, and, I was, and again, this is prophetic symbols, prophetic pictures, and so I, I called them, I said, are y'all pregnant? Are you expecting a child? I mean, this is so strange. I just saw this stork delivering a baby to you. And they said, no, we're not pregnant. You know, we're, we weren't even really trying. And then that next day, the the wife, the mother went and got a pregnancy test and found out she was pregnant. So they didn't even know, not even God, myself, them. Uh, well, God was the only one that knew, but not even themselves or me, nobody knew. But just as I was praying for these people, God spoke through a prophetic picture to know you know, they were pregnant and and then this has happened across the earth with ministries, a lot of big things God's done and continues to do. But it's so helpful because you're basically, it's like a cheat sheet really. You're getting the mindset of God by revelation and seeing into things for your life and others. And it can become such a common display of God's voice to you and, and through you. You even see in Acts chapter nine, and I just want to point out real quick of how like prevalent this is to be. A lot of us think this is for the super saints of Scripture, and you know, but it's for everybody. It's to be very commonplace every day. You know, I even we'll take power naps sometimes, fifteen minute naps, and go into profound prophetic dreams that help change the course of everything I'm doing, and keeps us in the will of God. Um, but you see in Acts chapter 19, uh, 9, sorry, right after Peter, uh, Paul had the blinding light and the scales on his eyes. Well, Ananias, a man of God, is in prayer and he goes into a vision. And Jesus comes to him in the vision and says, Hey, Ananias, Paul has already seen you in a vision coming to pray for him and the scales falling off his, of his eyes. So that's how prevalent these visions and dreams can become. I mean, literally, Ananias goes into a vision where Jesus tells him Paul has just seen him in a vision. It's like a dual connected vision of, of, you know, touching each other, which then ultimately began Paul's ministry. So they can be so pivotal, so life-changing. And I want to encourage you, the more and more you you dive into the Word of God, you'll see it all over Scripture, all throughout the Old and the New Testament of God speaking through uh, dreams and visions and, and prophetic pictures of seeing, you know, Um, Even Revelation mentions the last church of having eye salve to anoint your eyes that you may see. And the fourth head of the four living creatures is an eagle in flight. So the very last one, I feel like even the last day company will be a very prophetic people and seers like we've never seen before. You know, there'll be a great increase of dreams, visions, uh, prophetic pictures upon your life so i really you know encourage you to believe god for for that press in more and more and the more it increases you know you journal these things Uh, i even will get a voice recorder sometimes in the middle of the night and you come out of a dream and you can record it um, or record it to your phone and then kind of transcribe it to a journal later but you want to become stewards of the mysteries of god and this will increase within your life as revelation does and and he gets glory through through everything we do so I hope that blesses you guys, and I pray for a fresh infilling of the Spirit, that there be increased prophecy, a seeing like never before, dreams, visions, and pictures in Jesus' name, that, that he may be glorified over your life. Thank you guys for joining me. <laughs>